Hey, this is Edwin Outwater, conductor and musical director of SNM2, and you're listening to And Podcast for All. Welcome to the Podcast for All. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, uh, we're going to Texas tonight. You like Texas? I love Texas. Great state. How about Dallas, Texas? Dallas, Texas, home of uh, one of my favorite venues that we play at, Trees. Trees. And this guy has seen us at Trees. What have we played Trees? Three or four times? Downtown something Dallas? Like, yeah, something like that. That's where we reenacted our uh, cunning stunt show when we had the dummy drop from the lighting rig. Dude, that was a good time. I always get me some uh, fuzzy taco when I'm down there. <laughs> that's right. Fuzzy's across the street. That's your pre-gig. Uh, that's your catering, basically. That's that's the ritual. I have to I have to go over there and get some food. Uh, remember Mr. Andy Castle from To Live Is To DFW? I do. Our friend tonight, Mr. Jeff Little from To Live Is To DFW. All right. Another Jeff. Another Jeff, so good luck editing this later. Yeah, Shane, good luck. I wonder if he's a Cowboys fan. Do you still have that? How about them Cowboys sample? I think I do got that one. We'll have to insert sample there. Didn't the Cowboys beat the Vikings the other night? Yeah, unfortunately. That's probably going to come up. No. Anyway, we we don't have to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you thrown in the towel yet? I'll never throw in the towel. I'm not a Fairweather fan. I'm talking about the season. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> talking about a fucking live gig. You've seen this before, right? Seven <laughs> Eleven. Um, we need to get back to one of our segments we've kind of lost touch with in season two. Some hate train. Yeah, it's been a while. I gotta imagine that there has been a few messages piling up. You know. There's always people that want to critique us a little bit. Maybe we're doing something right because we haven't gotten much, but uh, we've got three to go through tonight. You ready for this? Yeah, take it away. Bring in the hate train. Number one. Hi, guys. Mrs. Smith episode was awesome. She is a freak, (laughs) but not that good with the wah. It's just (laughs) stupid noise as she bends strings too far. I think Jeff, check this out. I think Jeff would destroy her and take the trophy. The songs need to be... I disappear or wherever I may roam. Wah, wah, wah. Kendall from Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, then. Dude, Kendall, you're already getting props, Jeff. I challenge Mrs. Smith to a wah anytime. <laughs> Whenever she's ready, the wah is our stage. She said last week she's going to be ready. Well, I'm ready. Knoxville, Tennessee. I was just in Tennessee uh, like a week ago. You just drove through there on. I-24? Yeah, well, we stopped in uh, Nashville. Nice. Took some time to explore around, have some drinks, you know, see some Nice. (laughs) Knoxville used to be the uh, home of the Metallica Club when it started. That's right. I forgot about Um, that. Well, Mrs. Smith said last week she's ready to battle you. Would you use four wild pedals or maybe use eight? You know, if I had to use eight, but it sounds like it sounds like this this person, Kendall, doesn't think that 
we need to use so many wahs because it just is it's stupid noise. So I think maybe just one wah and just really go to town on that wah. One wah. She called Mrs. Smith a freak and said she wasn't that good. She must really follow you and know your your capabilities. Huh. If not, she's gonna find out. Go learn today. <laughs> I think you should read uh, hate mail number two. All right, here we go. Number two. Hey, host. What the fuck is up with all the movie quotes? I thought this was a music podcast. Chevy Chase was so 1980. Get over it. Ron Santana wow. from Orlando, Florida. Florida? That's your place, Shane. What's going on there? Ron Santana from Orlando says, get over Chevy. And that was so 1980. Yeah? So fucking what? Yeah, exactly. So fucking what? Chevy's still the man. He's the goat. And you know what? Just for the fuck of it, just because we're talking about it, I think we're going to insert a Chevy sample right here. Insert clip. Rusty, please do not eat the truckster. Ron, not happy. Maybe I'll have to hop on the jet ski and go up to Orlando and be like, dude, you don't like Chevy? I don't think you like APFA. Yeah. You know, you got to be... If you're one with Atfa, you're one with Chevy. Put it that way. I agree. This is highly confidential, but I own this motel. <laughs> 2,200 units nationwide. Good old Clark Griswold. It never gets old. Never gets old. Letter number three. In podcast for all, they call this Atfa. Maybe the word's spreading. Atfa it is. Hashtag Atfa. Spread the word. Great show, but bring the trivia back. Jump in the fire is way better than your low man's lyric. Half the time, there ain't any lyrics anyway. That's Kristen from Fort Collins, Colorado. I think that's just north of Denver. Well, you know, the air is thin up there, so she can't really think <laughs> clearly, so I forgive. <laughs> um, but, you know, I know there's not always lyrics in it, but it's it's just the name of the segment. Just because it so happens to have the word lyric in the title doesn't mean that it always has to be lyrics. But... She will be happy to know that because of her complaint, I have made sure that all five songs have lyrics in it tonight. And it might be a little wow. bit too easy, but that's all right because, you know what? I want to make the fans happy. It's for the kids. It's for the kids, man. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. That's pretty cool that the uh, the hate mail you're kind of bowing down to and accommodating her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not, especially I'm, bowing, tonight. I'm not bowing down. I am just trying to be a, a nice co-host. You're not bowing down to the Phantom Lord. You're bowing down to Fort Collins, Colorado. That's much higher than I am right now, so there is no bowing. <laughs> They're going to have to come down to my level down here where the air is thick. Uh, that uh, sends the hate train out. Is there anything else you want to cover before we get to our guests? Uh, you know, I think we're good, man. Send the hate train rolling. Ready to go down to Big D, as in Dallas, Texas. Let's do it. All the way from Dallas, Texas. Let's do it. To be uh, specific, to live is to die. To live is to DFW chapter of Dallas, Texas. We welcome Mr. Drum roll, Jeff Little. What's up, dude? Howdy. How are y'all doing? I like the howdy, Jeff. <laughs> I am an Aggie, Texas A&M, number five in the playoff right now. So we'll see how that goes. We did beat Florida. Oh so boy, here we go. Texas and Florida. Up over you. So where in Florida are you, Shane? 
uh, Cape Coral, just west of Fort Myers. So basically southwest Florida. Okay. So, yeah, I got my Aggies at number five, and I have my Cowboys just beat Jeff's Vikes and your Vikes. So I'm on oh, a high man. right now in the football. Even Don't though, say my uh, Vikes. Those are Jeff Winslow's Vikes. <laughs> hey, your heart still belongs with the Vikings. Come on now. As, as every week ticks by and I'm not in Minnesota anymore, I distance away. myself. Yeah, fade to purple. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Shane, you started the bandwagon with uh, Jeff as I started the Cowboys bandwagon. You can get off and get on anytime you want to because you're that's part a- of it. You help <laughs> construct it. So that's, that's a true NFL Cowboys. fan. I come off of it because I can't stand Dak and all the drama that's going on with all that since they got rid of Romo. So I'll jump off of it a little bit and I'll jump on anytime I want. So I've had season tickets since 1990. It's all Emmett and Aikman and Irvin. Oh, so every dude, one of their games at Texas amazing. Stadium. Went to the Super Bowl and Super Bowl 28 in Atlanta. So it's all, all the cool. NFC championships in Dallas. So. I've That's kinda, a bucket list item of mine. I, I've clicked off all my bucket list items so far with the Cowboys. So, And even, I guess, around 10 years ago, I was at the World Series with the Rangers until, uh, unfortunately, Dude. St. Louis beat us. So uh, I've been to the World Series, been to the NBA Finals for the Mavericks, saw them win in South Beach. You've seen so, some history, Jeff. Yeah, I've checked off all my uh, bucket list items for sure when it comes to sports. And I like that. When we had Andy Castle on... The old Texas stadium has that rectangle uh, hole cut in the roof where it used to. I forgot the joke he told about why that hole was there. He quoted that it's for God to look over his favorite team, but it's for God to look over America's team is the exact quote, I think. I think that's what Tex Schramm said when uh, they designed it. That's what it was. And I love that stadium. I think Andy thought it was a dump. But, you know, I saw Metallica play the sanitarium shows there. Uh Saw a lot of shows there. My first nice. ever show was there for Michael Jackson, the Victory Tour. And uh, they played Dude. three nights. That was my first ever concert, 1984. They played three nights. And the second night, Eddie Van Halen showed up Oh and man. played Beat It. And then the night I was there, Van Halen was playing Reunion Arena. So I wanted to kind of be at Reunion Arena, but I'm 10 years old. So, I mean, my parents wouldn't let me go in there. Uh, so we all went to see uh, Michael Jackson perform, and still to this day is one of the best concerts I've ever been to. You saw Michael Jackson in Texas Stadium, and Eddie Van Halen shows up to just rip it up on Beat It? Mm-hmm. He was there the night before, so I was there the third night. So unfortunately, I missed it. He was actually playing at Reunion Arena that night, which was the arena there at the time. Okay. So uh, I missed out on that, but I got to see Eddie uh, a bunch of other times. So uh, Jeff, are you a big Eddie Van Halen fan? Oh, absolutely. That's what I cut my teeth on growing up. Uh, Ain't Talking About Love was actually the first rock and roll song that I ever got into. I was about four years old. I remember my dad played it for me, and it changed my life. So Eddie's passing was definitely, it hit me hard. It still hurts. Did you see Wolfgang's recent video for his first song? Have you seen that with all the home video footage? Oh, it's heartbreaking. Yep, it definitely it choked me up a little bit, <clears throat> to say the least, as I was watching it. But it was a good song. It's definitely a good song. And I admire the fact that, you know, he's not, you know, people are asking if he's going to, you know, like, do some kind of, like, tribute or reunion or whatever like that. And he has very strict stipulations on if he ever plays any of those types of songs again, you know. And I think it's cool how he is carry on 
his dad's legacy, especially with that song. I mean, it was cool to see all those old home videos. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see him live? No, unfortunately, I never got to see Van Halen live, and now I'm really kicking myself in the ass for it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... Oh, he's amazing. I saw him, the first time I saw him, it was in Dallas, and it was when he was the reunion tour with Sammy, when they oh, were all yeah. hair, when he was all hair went up. So <laughs> his guitar solo, he got his samurai hair. He gets on, takes his shirt off, gets on stage, falls down, and just hits a chord in the whammy bar. That was and his just, solo. And that's all he did. And people still loved it. And people loved it. And he got to the microphone, I love you guys. He'd hit another chord, just <laughs> whammy bar it and fall down. I love you guys. And, I think uh, at I the end of the... a other times, so after, so made up at, for it. At the end of the day, when you look at greatest guitar players of all time, I mean, Eddie has got to be... In my opinion, I think he is the greatest guitar player of all time. I mean, he I agree. Really, he set the bar higher than anyone has ever set, in my opinion. I mean, the things that he did, he was a true innovator. Oh, I agree. And he helped me get into Metallica. So you start off somewhere, and I remember hearing a whole lot of love. You know, Led Zeppelin, one of the first songs I can remember hearing on the record player. Yep. And then I listened to Little Queen and Brian May, and from there it went to, you know, Van Halen. And a little bit of Def Leppard there, and a little bit of Motley Crue in the Shout the Devil days, but all that kind of led me into Metallica. Oh, so absolutely. So it's just the history of you know the music that I remember growing up that got me into. It's cool how it evolves and it takes you know years to to form, but you get to see kind of your own musical journey when you look back on where it started to where you are. You know, it's really oh, yeah. cool. It is. It is. What do y'all remember hearing as your first music that kind of inspired y'all to get into Metallica? Music or Metallica, Jeff? Music that got you in, that kind of led you straight to Metallica. Um, Appetite for Destruction record. Mm-hmm. The, the songs that came off of that, I was six years old at the time. The 87? Yeah, and when the, when the video for Paradise City came out, that, that changed a lot for me the second I saw that that, for multiple reasons. So the appetite, uh, I got an older brother, so I was always stealing his appetite cassette. I was, I was stealing his, um, (laughs) it's funny you bring it up. Diver down, uh, 1984, uh, Motley Crue, shout the devil, uh, wasp. Oh, wasp. I love Wasp. Cinderella. Um, poison. I mean, this is 87, 88, and that's when my brother was just in high school, so so hair metal was huge. I was always jacking those cassettes. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed uh, he was playing guitar, too, on, a, <laughs> on his bedroom floor. He had the guitar tablature books for uh, Lightning and Justice. And I was so just obsessed with the like the imagery of, of the album color. Uh, covers especially ride the lightning i'm like that's the coolest thing i've ever seen i always thought that ride the lightning had the best album cover and this is before i heard anything and then uh the one video came out and mtv swapped between paradise city and and one and i believe motley Crue's home sweet home video where it's the live footage and those three videos were on top for fuck that entire year and that's that's when it basically all started Oh, yeah. Home Sweet Home was videoed in Dallas, Reunion Arena. 
Really? I didn't know yes. that. Yes, it was. Very cool. And I saw them in 87. And so that was obviously Theater of Pain. So yep. they'd come out and before they played it, like, Dallas, y'all made this number one on MTV, broke every record. And I think after a one came out, they started retiring videos on dial MTV because they didn't yes, like they did. one was number one for six, seven, eight months, almost a year. So it was yes. Home Sweet Home. And so it was, uh, you know, the Guns N' Roses ones. And they just like, oh, we got to retire these things so other songs can get some airplay on there. Back when they actually still played music on. Yeah. 1-800-DIAL-MTV. <laughs> I remember doing that over and over again. It's funny you bring that up. Yesterday, as I scroll through my phone here, I hope I can find this fast. My brother, which I was just talking about, texted me this picture that says, MTV turns 39 this year. Thanks for 14 years of music. <laughs> Facts. You couldn't say that any better. <laughs> That's exactly it, too. Oh, man. When so did historic- it stop? Was Real World? I remember Real World was like the first reality TV show that was on MTV. Yeah. When Road did rules. the video stop? Road Rules, yeah. I can't well, remember they, the... They- they switched over to MTV two for a while because that's where like Headbangers Ball started becoming popular. They again. brought that back, like, uh-huh. like kind of like in the early two thousands. I remember MTV two was kind of like they were playing a lot more music. Where M, you know, just regular MTV, they started focusing more on the reality shit and all that. And I mean, now- videos seem to fade away when Beavis and Butthead got popular. <laughs> because remember how many videos were on the. Beavis and Butthead show. Oh, yeah. They'd play music videos all the time. Yeah, but it seemed after that, as Beavis and Butthead took off, that's when you started to get into cartoons and reality shows, and the videos kind of faded. And that's when Beavis and Butthead actually kind of started to fade, too. There wasn't there wasn't that metal and rock aspect to it anymore. You know what's crazy, if you think about it, is the fact that, you know, like MTV, VH1, MTV2, all of those... They don't play music videos at all anymore, but yeah, music videos are still really popular. And it's crazy. Thanks to YouTube. Well, exactly. And it's just, it's weird how everything shifted because it used to be all on TV and, you know, it was, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's literally, it's YouTube, social media, and that, and that's it. You don't even see music videos on TV anymore. You don't have record companies paying for it anymore. Right. Very true. The artists it, do it themselves and. You know, Metallica can do it. They can do a video for every song because they can afford to. But, you know, the average artist can't do that. (laughs) Jeff, you've seen some uh, historical shows. When we got in touch and you said, come on the show, you sent me a link to something called IPOM, which stands for Insanity Palace of Metallica. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, actually, Andy Castle brought me on to that. And it's just a kind of a internet site where you just, you sign up and then you, you click every show that you went to. I was just checking it out and it's the way it adds up set lists and things you've seen and countries and States. It's incredible. It is. It is. And I can't, I've seen them right at 40 times. So it's kind of, when did you see him? Where did you see him at? And as I get older, it's hard to remember that stuff. So I go straight to that app or the, the website and I save the, uh, I mean, you can share the your list with everybody. It's so uh, cool. When you sent me that earlier today, I was looking through. <laughs> I probably looked through your thing for about 20 minutes. And the details <laughs> that it records with the venues and the tour names. And 
even How down to times the- you seem each song on the on each album and it's just it's crazy when i saw that it when it uh checked the box that you've seen the justice medley the kill ride medley and even master terium i'm like that's some pretty good detail that's yeah <laughs> now the only show i have seen it's not really an all metallica show but i went to a to acoustic for a cure the second year of it when cool. uh, james played with uh jerry cantrell cool and uh he did mama said is that when his daughter sang with him and his daughter sang adele with him yes that's right and uh i can't remember what other he might have done nothing i can't remember what other song he did on there but it, it was sad because my mom had just passed away due to cancer six months prior to it so we're i got vip tickets so my wife and i are in there and james and a uh, francesca and his daughter walk like right in front of us they're right at the elevator and the mm-hmm. only thing i can think in my head is to tell them please don't play mama said <laughs> please don't mama said because I, I will just <laughs> totally break down what are the odds of that of course i didn't say anything he gets in the elevator and i'm i did a meet and greet little rock in 08 whenever i talk to him he kind of he's very intimidating and uh he'll say something to kind of shut you down i was like i don't want to talk to him because i don't want him to piss me off kind of like what he did before when i talked to him uh <laughs> and it's good you know not to bother him when he's with his family you know it's like i'm not gonna be a fanboy and get all over him yeah it's a respect thing Sure enough, he played that. And I was looking at a, I got this calendar that our, our uh, fan club did. And Mama said single was released today in 1996, which I don't today? remember that. Yeah. November 24th, wow. 1996. Uh, was when Today's that was also released. Uh, Garage Incorporated. Is it really? Yeah. It seems like every day there's some birthday or anniversary in the there world. <laughs> there's just this list that I have here. Yeah. Garage Inc.'s 21st birthday. Cunning Stunts was released in 1998. Yes, on the 22nd, I saw that. S&M's 20th birthday and Live Ship Binge and Purge in 93. That was yesterday. And then was last, last week. week was Reload and Hardwired. Jeff and I yeah. talked about that. Yeah. It seems like every day you can find an anniversary when you've been a band for, oh, I don't know, 40 years. Pretty much. <laughs> you can see November, all these little things. Jesus. Yeah. And your chapter puts that calendar out? Yeah. Actually, Sam, Sam did it. He did it last. Oh, very cool! Year. And so every this is our Dallas photo from uh, the Cowboy Stadium. That's our whole group. A cool shot. Went there, so we had a great. It's cool. We're seeing that via Squadcast.fm. That's a great shot. Yeah. No, it's he, he has a different uh, chapter photo for every month of last year, and then put that together. Very but, cool. Uh, no, that's cool to look at. As I go through your, we'll call it the iPom. Your first show was in '92. Was that the GNR Stadium? No, it wasn't. It was a uh, reunion arena and it was the black album tour. And okay. I had just, it was the first time I saw him and I wanted to see him in 89. Uh, but all I knew was one because the video, mm-hmm. obviously I'd never got any of their cassettes or CDs back then, but I was scared because back then no cell phone it was all moshing. And so I didn't want to get stuck in a mosh pit and you had, you know, murder in the front row and all that stuff was coming out and everybody was scared to go to heavy metal shows and it was the dangerous thing to do back yeah, then yeah it was the dangerous thing to do and you could see in the 89 the uh the seattle video you know of how intense that crowd is and i think y'all mentioned before it's one of your best shows that you've seen you know on dvd vhs as it is for me that's the one i voted for when y'all played trees i was like play the 89 seattle set <laughs> everybody else like cunning stunts i was like no i've seen that I want to see something I haven't seen. 
but uh maybe we can come back and make that happen <laughs> and then chris can catch a watch and go to someone lose a watch five bucks five bucks <laughs> five bucks <laughs> and then at the end i hate to say this but you have to kind of like pull my pants down oh yeah uh, <laughs> oh boy if you really want to recreate seattle 89 i mean we that means that i have to put spandex on i think we can skip that part we we didn't have a guy on fire for the cunning stunts one, so we can if we can skip that part, we can skip the spandex and pull in the pants down part. Hey, but we had a guy fall, and we had four light bulbs for evil and motor breath. We did. You that did. was that you was did. great. <laughs> there you go. And if they would have let us have some fire in there, there would have been some explosions too. Some <laughs> real, some real, uh, real deal. Holy field. There you go. Now you're talking, Jeff. As I look at your next show. Shit in the sheds. Can you tell us what song they opened with that night? Bread fan. <laughs> bread fan. I've seen them open with bread fan two different times. All right, I'm signing off now. <laughs> you guys have a nice conversation. <laughs> Forty yeah, no shows one... and two of them start off with bread fan. It was meant to be, man. So you want to saw them in the 90... two worst shows, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw them in '92. I wasn't familiar with the the backlist, but going into that '94 show, I. Uh, my friend Steve Adams, who I went to that show with, uh, he introduced me to Bread Fan on that nice. one Japanese single, I think is what Bread Fan was the B-side on. And I remember yes. he, he had a Chevy Cavalier and he had two Infinity 6x9s on top of the back <laughs> of his uh, <laughs> backseat. Picture that, Jeff. He jammed that thing on. Bumping. <laughs> really bumping. That's one of those songs... That's one of the very few songs that I listened to for the first time that I absolutely fell in love with it. Thank you. And to this day, it's probably one of my favorite cover songs by then. Oh, my God. We finally found someone that <laughs> understands how important Bread Fan is. Someday, Jeff Winslow will understand Mr. <laughs> Jeff Little. I understand it, the importance of the song, just not as an opener. But being a Justice fan, you know, it's, it's, it's from the Justice era. So it's, it's, it's got that sound, and it's just it's exactly. amazing. Exactly. When you talk about that Japanese single, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's either Bells or Sanitarium that's also on that CD, and I think that was recorded in Dallas. Possibly. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what else is in there. But I know their 89 show, they have a recording of it. So the whole show, there's no video, but it's all audio. So it's very possible yeah. that one of those songs... If it's songs the Japanese CD, I, I'm... 97% sure that was recorded in Dallas. I have that, but haven't dug it out in years. It's either Sanitarium or Bells is on that. Mm-hmm. And then I saw you went to uh, Lollapalooza and then 1998 back in the sheds, and I'm guessing they opened with Bread Fan at that show. Yes, it did. Yes, nice. they did. The Lollapalooza show, it was great because I went with my brother. It was the first time I saw Metallica with my brother. Uh, the first show I saw was one of my neighbors, Jesse Dickens. He's He introduced me to the Black Album the day it came out. And he had one of those old-fashioned jam box, tower little things. And that, it was the first time I saw a subwoofer with a hole in it and the air kind of blowing <laughs> out of it. I was like, what the hell is that? You stick your hand in there. But uh, that's how I listened to uh, the Black Album. We listened to that over and over. And I loved one. But then when I got into uh, the Black Album, that's all I really knew going into that first show. And uh, we, we sat upper level, and we're right next to one of the big speakers. And that first show, I blew an eardrum. Eardrum, it was so loud. 
No shit. Never went to the doctor. And for about six months, I could only hear partially out of one ear. Dude, that's a great story. Your eardrum was blowing and the subwoofer was blowing. Yep. Yep. So, uh. So did the black album sound like Justice without bass since he didn't have a sub? <laughs> no, it probably sounded like Death Magnetic. Everything was clipping because it was all blown. <laughs> clip, 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 clip. Double bass, clip, 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 clip. Right. <laughs> so you actually had a blown ear, uh, eardrum, never went to the doctor, sure. just, yeah. just lived with it like, ah, yeah. fuck it. Just waited it out. And, about, and then that Lollapalooza show... My go with my brother, who turned, who's forty three today. It's his birthday, so happy birthday, John! But he, uh, he was eighteen years old. He was in Allen High School playing for the football team, so he's in the best shape of his life. And uh, again, this is before all the cell phones and everything, so everybody's moshing and body surfing. And I, I hang on to the back of his collar, and he just drags me during the Soundgarden set all the way up to the rail. Nice. There's easily 20, 25,000 people there. You know, in the heat of Texas it was an old Fort Dallas. So it was in Ferris, Texas. Just in the summertime. In the summertime. And we Hotter got right up to the rail. So all 25,000 of those people were pushing on us sure. against this metal rail. I broke two ribs <laughs> Dude. against the rail and didn't get that checked out or anything. I had a bruise for six months on the left side. Uh, but it was totally worth it because you got to interact with all the band members. It was before they had the huge barricade. So like when James was uh, singing one, he was right on top of me. And sure. back in the day when he, when, when he was singing one, he would do this or this, but he was doing one and he flicked the middle me finger off gesture. flicking him off. And both of our hands were hitting each other. And it's just, damn, that's close. It's just amazing. And then a couple songs, Lars was air drumming with me. I can't play the drums with a shit, but you know, I'll just kind of, Moving with them and during bells and I think even during puppets, you know, he looked me eye to eye, whole entire song. Hell yeah. Just going and then he'd do it, his little fills and everything and I'd totally get lost and he would just laugh. And after <laughs> one of the songs, he, he tried to throw the stick to me, but he's not the most, uh, he can play tennis, but he can't really throw too much. <laughs> he's not a good pitcher. We've seen him throw out first pitches at the Giants <laughs> That's games. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But, uh, That's right. At the end, uh, he can't. He after he gave up all of his drumsticks, he came straight to me and just handed it right to me and said, "Hey, thanks, guy. man. Great show." And uh, and you said, "Oh, by the way, one blown eardrum and two broken ribs." So, yep. thanks for the four dollar drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's dedication, man. Two and broken ribs. You, there's nothing you can do for those, right? No, you can't. No, you can't. Tony Romo knows that really well. So you, you just got to wait it out. <laughs> Shots fired. I don't think I'd have punctured lung like he did against the 49ers way back when, but uh, uh, the the bruise didn't go away for a good six months, and it just stayed there. And Back when Jessica Simpson was in her prime, I think I could put up with broken ribs to hang out with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, yeah, that coming stunt show, you know, you had – you had two stages. So we were on the rail for that as well. I guess the day I, I think it was the day after I graduated college. So, uh, there really wasn't many people pushing on you because they had two stages and the rail went all the way around. It was at Tarrant County convention center, yep. which is a small place. I don't even know if it holds 10,000 people. Uh, so the floor, there might've been a thousand people on the floor, you know, with two so not much stages. pushing going on. So no, there wasn't that much push. It, there was, but it, it wasn't that bad, but, 
it was really it was really cool seeing that and to see them play all those songs and play them twice ain't my bitch they played twice here of the day was the next song they played that twice until it sleeps they played that twice for whom the bell tolls they played it twice in rome they played twice you know now that you say that I'm guessing those were filmed twice because on that DVD you can select which band member you want to watch for the, the entire angles. the I angle that. options. That was so cool. I remember as a kid I would always mess with that when I bought the Cunning Sun DVD. I thought and that was so cutting edge when it came out. It oh, came wow. out in 97 or 98. I mean, you clicked James and Kirk and you had them for the entire song. I'm guessing that's why they filmed those twice cuz I Could think those were yeah. the songs that you had the angle option on. That was so cool. No, it's cool because uh, I was there with my brother that show too, and my Steve Adams, my old college roommate, then there too. And there's like four or five different spots in it that you can see us in the DVD. That's so fun. At the end of that show, I I believe it was right after the destruction sequence. This is before setlists.com, where you didn't know what the hell they were playing. So, and uh, I know poor posting me was still kind of going on, or if it was, I wasn't looking at it. So we thought that was all legit. We thought we right. just saw a guy die. <laughs> I mean, we, we had no clue what was going on. Cause they do CPR and everything. And they had the stretcher and they the stretcher and the paramedics. You're like, Oh, someone just died. Let's go home. We had no clue. And, uh, after they played, uh, inner Sandman after that, or when they finished the song, yep. uh, Jason threw my brother a pick and it went off his chest and fell down. And, uh, he went over, they were, I guess they were changing up to put those lights up and everything. And, he went to grab it and fell over the rail. Your brother did? Yes, he fell over the rail. You remember Gino, the big, bald kind of security guard that would just pop you in the hand every time? You'll see it in the yeah. video. Geo. And uh, he grabbed my brother and <laughs> just threw him out, and he went you know, backstage. And uh, <laughs> my brother put the pick in his back pocket and just act like I didn't get it. You grabbed me before I got it, you know? Yeah. And uh but sure enough, he <laughs> he went into every one of my brother's pockets, found the pick and then threw him out the door. Just over that? Yeah, just just falling over a rail. And it, he wasn't Dude. going after the members, and Jason was already far gone. You know, he was throwing a pick out and he wasn't even close to him, but he just fell over the rail and he picked up the pick and before he could jump back over the rail, he just grabbed him. Now I have to ask Jeff Winslow, would you rather be thrown out of a show by Geo? Or Bob Bender? Ooh, neither. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Either one those of them some, would be bad. Those some big boys. They got freaking banana fingers. Just big old fucking meat hooks. <laughs> oh, either one of them would pick you up by the neck with one hand and say, you're out of here. You're out of here. Do you remember in the, the extended or the bonus features of Cunning Stunts, Bob Bender, who was their <clears throat> excuse me main security guard at the time, was talking about different versions of angry blood. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I do remember and that. It's, he's talking about angry blood and pissed off blood. Yeah, it's like his different levels of getting oh. angry before he finally <laughs> like explodes. That's it. We got to find those. I might have to dig deep. I, I still have got my old Cunning Stunts DVD somewhere around here. I might have to pull it out and... I can't, there's like three or four versions, but it's angry blood and pissed off blood. And he's serious as all can be about what his blood levels like when people piss him off. Yep. Until it gets to that, like boiling, he's going to explode. (laughs) 
my theory is uh, when you're riding in a bus at night between gigs and uh, your body's getting bounced around and you get off that bus in the morning, you got to start your day nice and easy because the last thing you want to do is piss your blood off in the morning. Once your blood's mad in the morning, jumps around in them veins, your day's going to get nothing but worse. So that's what angry blood means to Bob Bender. Well, Jeff, you got this, the cunning stunts as I look through the rest of this list. The Big Four, you're at the Fillmore, Webster Hall, and uh, you've heard songs such as Masterterium, Kill Ride Medley, The Prince, It's Electric, Helpless, Metal Militia. Jeff, check this out. He's even heard Low Man's lyric. Oh, wow. That's a rare one. Yeah, Low Man's was that next show at Starplex. Brad Fan opened. And they did that little acoustic set. The reload amphitheater gigs? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So they would do, they did low mans, they did four horsemen acoustic. Nice. And they might have done fight fire with fire acoustic. I was trying to look it up to see if anything was on YouTube with that, and I couldn't find it. It was before people took cameras to everything's show. uh, Maybe Last Caress or Motor Breath? Possibly, yeah. Where'd you hear it's electric in the Prince at? Fillmore, night one. Both of those? Diane, yeah, they were there. Winslow would kill to hear it's electric. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite covers they've ever done. But they had their lead singer out there trying to sing it. And I don't think he, he sung those songs in a while. Oh, he was definitely right. out of shape. That's right. He was wild. He was running all over the stage, you know, kind of acting like he was jumping out into the crowd and he gassed himself out. So he couldn't finish singing the song. So James would have to come in there. And uh, But I remember uh, That's awesome. I met Brian Tanner. I met Cliff Burton for the first time there. Uh, Cliff Burton? Uh, not Ray Burton. I'm sorry. I met Ray Burton for the first time there. I wish I could uh, meet Cliff at the Fillmore. Yeah. He's like, man, <laughs> I dropped some acid and I met Cliff. Yep. Yeah. It, all, it all adds up. Right. They have pictures of him there. But Ray Burton for the first time, and then he was with the, uh, who's the guy with uh, Faith No More that they hang out with all the time? Jim Martin. Yep, Jim Martin The guitar was player. Where'd you hear Metal Militia at? X Games. So I was... Oh, that's in Texas. Yeah, that was, that was a long break in between, I guess, those sanitarium shows. Uh, I don't know why they took so much time off. Uh, but it was like a four-year break before they played Dallas again, and... I remember when they played, a, I don't know if it was Vegas or somewhere, and they released a, a shirt. It's where the No Life to Love or cassette came back out. Oh, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they had a shirt, and it said wherever they played first, and it said Austin, and then it said Vegas. I'm like, what the hell? This hadn't been announced, but they announced it a month before they played it. It was at X Games. It was a broadcast on ESPN. And that tour, you know, every summer back then they would go to Europe. They were Every playing summer. Unforgiven 2, uh, yes. Lords of Summer, uh, Disposable, which they play all the time anyways. But uh, the big one I wanted to see was, uh, goodness, I'm drawing a blank here. Lulu. Uh, Justice. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz song, I used to call it. Oh, Freight Ends of Sanity. Freight Ends, thank you, Jesus. But yeah, <laughs> The Freight Wizard Ends, of Oz. Yeah. That's how they open it. So, uh, but yeah, I wanted to see Freight in so bad, even though I couldn't remember the name of it. 
and uh, they played every song but those four. Of course. Unforgiven 2, Freight Ends. They did play Metal Militia, though. Awesome. Uh, Unforgiven so, 2 would be on my top list of songs I'd want to hear him play for sure. He seems a good shit, man. When I go through that list, he's seen both medleys, Prince, Electric, Low Man's, Helpless, Metal Militia. Way cool. Needless, Dyer's- needless to say, you definitely, uh, you definitely have a wide variety of stuff you've seen. So obviously you know their material very well. Are you ready to jump into a little low man's lyric there, Mr. Jeff? Ooh. Sure. And as I stated earlier, I did make sure that this time there are actually lyrics in all of them. So <laughs> Well, you're trying to keep your new friend Kristen in Fort Collins happy. Just trying to trying to keep the fans happy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna jump into this section. We got five songs. They're all queued up and ready to go. We're gonna start with the first one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. I don't. I don't even know what they are. Well, <laughs> maybe you can try and guess too, Shane. You didn't get your list to me in time, so I'm I'm new to this too. That's all right. I got it all taken care of. Here we go. All right. Mm-hmm. That would be. Uh, Death Magnetic, song number two. Wow, even as the track listing. That was just my life, and then uh, what came on after that? <laughs> my life. That was just my life, and uh, uh, <laughs> song number two. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I'll shut up now. Yeah, he just gave it away. Line. Out of line, out of line. Oh, you want life to... line? You want to... <laughs> life life? That's what it say in the set list. It would say life, and then it would say line. You know what? I like that. I, I'll give it. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. It, the end of the line. End of the line. There we go. There we go. Nice he's work, getting, Mr. Little. He's got it. <laughs> well, you knew it was song number two. I'm like that. I mean, that's that's pretty much close enough. I mean, it's. Not quite it's pretty cool when you can but... say the album go, well, it's track two, and uh, I'll get back to you on the title. Yeah, right? Uh, let me think <laughs> of the set list. And that was it... a good part of the song you picked. <laughs> All right, song number two. It's going to get a little bit tougher here, though. Okay. All right, here we Wiz- go. N- not Wizard of Oz intro. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that's what I was trying to say? <laughs> Just had a guess. <laughs> oh, Hear them calling me. <laughs> Ooh. And I will keep this one up if you need to hear it once more. Yeah, I might need to hear that one more time. I All think right. I got it. Here we go. Break the seal. Uh, that sounds like a load song. If I had to guess, you're in. You're in the ballpark. I just listened to those two albums because I knew you'd play one of those things. And I'm not <laughs> the biggest fan of the loads. Got to have a variety, man. Yeah. I'm going to guess, and I know this is going to be wrong, but I'm going to guess it because James said, never going to happen to fix her. Ooh, not quite. That was Bad Seed. 
Bad seat. Ah, I should have known that. Ladies and gentlemen, that was what they opened right cunning stunts with. They had the bad seat jam. Yep. That's but right. They didn't sing the lyrics, but they though. didn't sing it, yo. <laughs> so if you would have gotten me that without the lyrics, I would have gotten bad seat. That's before ah. that song was even probably called bad seat. It was just a it working was. jam. Yeah, it's well, like when they played fuel. Thank our friend Jimmy in fire, whatever they called it. Fuel for fire fuel in for Colorado fire. for having to make me put lyrics in. The low man's lyric. Nah, it's all right. Christian's fault. <laughs> but that was a good one. All right, here we go. Song number three. That's tough. Whiplash. That was Ooh, quick. That, that was, was quick. quick. That was ding, real quick. Ding, ding. <laughs> That's a song I've heard a million times. Well, according it's to like he even say one, two, eight, twelve, three, nine. When he does it in <laughs> four, yeah, three, two and a half. I remember all that, but. I don't know really any of the lyrics of that. Like I couldn't sing it. I know Whiplash, obviously, but it's it's kind of I know the beat to it, but that's that's a hard one to kind of sing along. Thanks with. to your iPom, I'm gonna look up how many times you have heard Whiplash and call you out, Mister Little. Uh, I can't call you out. Holy shit! You've heard that times. seven times. <laughs> <laughs> that's a decent amount of times. Jeff, look how cool this info is on this list. I, I mean, know. It gives you everything. As we were doing this episode, I was sitting there looking through it. I was like, holy shit. It is so deep. heard Whiplash seven times. Seek and Destroy 34 times. <laughs> Bells, 30. Puppets, 38. It's Jeff, cr- you've seen them, what, 40 times? Yep. And you've heard Puppets 38 times. It's and- crazy to think that there is two shows where you didn't hear that. And there was actually a few shows where you didn't hear Seek. I mean, Probably the Fillmore. Fillmore. Fillmore oh, right, is one of them. Right, right. Sandman 38. Of Wolf and Man 1. Well, Where here. did you hear Bleeding Me at? Ooh. Bleeding Me was... I love this list. I think people need to have these lists if they want to come on the show now. That's a, <laughs> it's a prerequisite now. <laughs> it's your resume. Where was Bleeding Jeff that 98? Poor retouring me. Yeah, The Shed. Retu- uh, reload. Yep. Amphitheaters. I love this. Whiplash. When they played times. Whiplash in X Games, you know, being on stage, you could see uh, Kirk and James talking to each other when they were finishing Creep. They didn't know. I guess they didn't have the set list in front of them, so you could see James and Kirk saying, oh, what song's next, what song's next? And you see both of them at the same time say, Whiplash. So you knew what was coming up, and that's, you know, Lars went straight into it. You know, that's there's cool. No count. There wasn't a four count. There wasn't an eight count. Just went straight into Whiplash. And, no, it was awesome. Well, Did y'all ever get to experience that on stage experience? I know you've been in the Snake Pit a couple of times. No, unfortunately, I I never got to. Snake Pit almost more than I can count, but never never the on stage stuff like X Games and like that Quebec City and uh, Lollapalooza Chicago. They did that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all the Europe stuff, but uh, didn't get it, man. That was amazing because they they announced that show a month before, and uh, I told my cousin, my brother, and that was when the club was still pay. You pay fifty bucks, whatever, then you can do the meet and greet. Yep, yep. And you can do also the stage, and so everybody I told to sign up for that since it was only a month before, uh, won. Either want a meet and greet, and my cousin uh, Stacy won a meet and greet, and that came with a stage pass. And then uh, that's actually where I met Sam Gray, and that that was the start of a to live as to DFW. So I met so that show all. kicked off the chapter. 
Yep, that's what started the chapter. Legendary. Before then, there wasn't even a chapter in Texas. It was just empty. There was one way back when uh, uh, that uh, a guy in Lubbock, and uh, I don't even know if he's still, his name was Jeffrey McKinney. Another Jeff. Uh, Too many yeah, Jeffs. Another we Jeff. put a ban on this. <laughs> Collusion. So he had, a, he had a don't tread on Texas uh, that had a, a few of us in there. We gave the Met Club number, so it was a legit chapter. He, he made t-shirts, but they never did any events, and it just kind of faded away. Uh, I think to live is to DFW is way better name. I love that. Yeah, I actually came up with that. So when me and Sam got together, we we're trying to we we're trying to come up, and that's Justice, my favorite album. So uh, can't go wrong so with I Justice. Saw that and I was like, to live is to die. How about to live is to DFW and make the Texas flag, do the you know load star where the Texas star is, and I love have it. to live is to DFW on there. And James is writing as quickly as as however we can do that when he gave us those. Uh, Everything's in caps and in his font. And uh, when we went to the San Antonio show, uh, we met with Michael Gillies. And we get, it was one of the first flags we had. We gave it to him. And he puts it up in the tuning room. Cool. And sure enough, James is looking at it. And he reads it. To live is to DFW. We haven't played it yet. And Kirk's like, Dallas-Fort Worth? They're <laughs> infiltrating us. I'm like, man, that's one of the coolest metallica moments you you have a flag it's your personal flag you give it over to one of the engineers and next thing you know they're commenting on it yeah while you're in the snake pit that's and, amazing it's plus it's one X of my Ga- plus it's one of my top five songs dude so love it yeah no i love it the x game show this is the cover and then that's me right there that's my cousin stacy that's my brother happy birthday john that's my buddy ming and, Dude, uh, that's a great shot. That oh, made the cool. cover of the CD. Who's so the Jeff, guy? In, uh, who's the guy in the middle with the white guitar? Chris Westfall. <laughs> exactly. Chris Westfall. <laughs> I got that white guitar. It's right over here. I, I see it, man. I could say it was his, but we can see your guitars and your flag on Squadcast.fm. I love it. That's a great picture. Yeah. So no, that was that's one of those moments you're like, okay, I've done what I can do with Metallica. I made a cover of a CD and. You know what else? Jeff, that's cool, what else man. is there to do? Does yeah? D- does a record go higher than number one? Number one, exactly. <laughs> does it go higher than number one? Okay. Can a record? Can a song go higher than number one? Is there anything above that? The cool part is, is, you know, the thing about the Metallica family is you meet Sam, and just a simple gig like that, a simple day like that, where you've got no future <laughs> not no future but yeah you you have no outlook about what could happen and now look to yeah. live is to live is to df to, to blah no! to live is to dfw is one of the more well-known chapters that people know they know the flag they see you guys everywhere you got the in, uh infiltrator shirts i mean that's that's so cool it, it, in one show it can bring you guys together and uh how many members are in the chapter now it's around 500 Jesus. There used to there used to be more, but it kind of branched out. There's people in Austin and people in San Antonio. Yeah, Texas has a lot of chapters now, like five or six. Yeah, Hector uh, in San Antonio. I actually met him in Little Rock at our meet and greet on the Death Magnetic tour. Okay, and uh, we talked about doing a chapter then, uh, but he only had. I think he needed like five or six different Met Club numbers to do it, and I think he did it, and he might have done it because his is like. Uh, magnetic something san antonio magnetic mm-hmm. so he might have done it but then it kind of just went away uh it's awesome man you guys have done so well with that 
but yeah, but after that X Games when we started it, you know, that led us to y'all. And so, you know, our first events was with y'all and meeting you at Trees and Absolutely. And man. then you know, the next show we went to is in Minnesota. And one of the best shows I have ever seen is y'all at first half. Oh man. That night before. That was a good Thanks, time. Thanks, man. And I was a huge Prince fan growing up. So, you know, with the Def Leffords and the Van Halens and everything, it kinda led me to Prince and I loved his guitar playing and you know, the whole history, Purple Rain and everything there. Pretty historical venue, man. And I played the Justice Medley, even though you played Blacken more than <laughs> you should have. <laughs> wow, you have too good a memory there, Mr. Little. I'm not, not going to lie. I even kind of forgot about that, too, until you just said that. <laughs> wow. That, uh, that night was a blur, and we played for four hours straight. I think we played 35... I think there was yeah. 35 songs on the set list. You were destroyed after that song. I'm the only we, one who we, did we, not get a break that whole night. <laughs> Four hours, no breaks. And I guess if I thought I was playing black in its entirety instead of the medley, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take that as a win for the night. There was a lot going on that weekend. <laughs> yes. Speaking of a lot going on, we have two more songs in our low man's lyric, Mr. Oh, Jeff shit. Little. Oh, goodness. So let's, uh, let's get these two songs in. I think... I think you're going to get these. All right. After all this chatter. I know. Is this- For, it, it, put it this way. You've seen Whiplash, what was it, seven times live? This song you probably have not seen seven times live. I can almost guarantee you that. Brandenburg Gate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Iced Honey. <laughs> Uh, that's the Saint Anger one. Uh, Saint Anger. Hmm. Cry a little more. Play it again, Jeff. All right, here we go. Oh my goodness. What would that be? A name feeling? We wow. A touchdown. Nice recovery, <laughs> dude. I was worried. That was good. I love that goodness. song. I do too. I love that album. Jeff, I'm with you on that one. Because, you know, Shane knows very well I'm not a too big of a fan of the loads. So uh, when that came out, I was so happy that they kind of got back to the... I think it's a Jeff thing. It might be a Jeff thing. Cause it could be. Didn't Jeff Bunchu from yeah. the Gunlock Winery was also a St. Anger... F- I think it's a Jeff and St. Anger Redfish kind of thing. But, you know, that, that DVD <laughs> that came with it, I would watch that over and over, them just playing it in HQ. Yeah, it was such a raw recording. It sounded so yeah. good. I love hearing those songs. I mean, and especially since, I mean, the only song we've ever played off that album, at least since I've been in the band, is My World. And, you know, so we don't we don't play any of those songs ever. So that's like the, the one album where I, I feel like I escaped to that album in the Load and Reload albums a lot because we play a lot off of, you know, the first five albums, you know, we play a lot of mm-hmm. the new stuff and it's, it's easy to listen to the stuff that, you know, you're not used to playing, you know, I've, I've 
played Enter Sandman 10,000 times, and I don't really need to listen to it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Death Magnetic? I mean, I like the album. I've actually, it's funny you say that because I've been revisiting that album a little bit more lately and have found that when I go back to that album, I like it more now than I did when it came out. I feel like I was still such a St. Anger fan that I was still hoping they were going to kind of not do a St. Anger part two, but do some of the lower tune stuff and just kind of go with that vibe. And they, they didn't, which is fine. But I mean, the the only beef I ever really had with Death Magnetic, other than the song "My Apocalypse," was the mix on the <laughs> album. I just mm-hmm. don't think I I like the guitar tone. I like how like just like I don't know rib cracking. It sounds like it's just very you know crunchy, and it's it's I don't know the album clips and it drives me nuts when I listen to it. You just got to get in Lars's car. If you're in Lars's car, the way he listens to it in his car, it sounds perfectly fine. Right. But not all of us drive what he drives. When all you, his car stereos must be amazing. When you ha- when you have a dusty beard like Rick Rubin to cover up your ears, <laughs> you don't hear the clipping. It just sounds muffled and bassy. <laughs> no, do you I, refer to it as end of the line or do you refer to it as track two? <laughs> end of the line. But I, no, I, I refer to it as the new song. <laughs> all nightmare long or track five or track <laughs> new song too <laughs> see and yep. i i liked the new song i thought that i loved that original riff like that song was a perfect example of them taking like that death magnetic sound and mixing it with the saint anger sound and when i heard that song i was really hoping that death magnetic was going to have that kind of vibe to it but, you're talking about the new song from korea yeah the one where he's playing the purple les paul and we had yes. the wrong bass player yeah, it was not you know that whole ordeal, but yeah, I I love that song. I thought it was a great jam. I want to know where the material went when he's singing, "Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today." Yeah, so the lyrics weren't all that great, but, the end. It's but the beginning. Let's face it, the lyrics for "Lords of Summer" aren't all that great either. Music is great, but the lyrics aren't great. That's why it's a bonus track. Exactly. <laughs> track 13. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last song. Did you, watch the mission, did you watch the Mission Metallica oh, before yeah. Death Magnet came out? Oh, yeah. I oh, I forgot about that. That was the shit. Oh, I love they that. They always had the Judas Kiss chorus in the little. They had Judas Kiss yep, and yes. Cyanide. And Cyanide. So they had yep. Cyanide and Judas, Judas Kiss. And when they played Ozfest in 08, Andy, I guess, talked when he met Britney there. That's when they, that's when they unveiled. That's when they debuted Cyanide. 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 Yep. And so when they said suicide, I've already died. I was singing it because I watched Mission Metallica so many times. And people looking at me, how the hell do you know that song? You never played it before. He's like, I know the guys. Don't worry. It's all good. I have Mission Metallica. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, dude, when I click refresh every morning on Metallica.com, I've heard it for the last 212 days. I definitely followed it daily. <laughs> I did too. There were some I days where it was daily updates. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Shit. Fly on the wall. Yeah, exactly. And the night before that show, we were at an Irish pub across the street from uh, Pizza Hut Park, and uh, they were rehearsing. And so I come out of this Irish pub, and it's the first time I ever had Irish car bombs. First time I was introduced to Jameson. So we were all feeling pretty good, but they were playing Damage Inc. Oh, for sound right check there nice. on sound check. That's so cool. We did our own little mosh pit on Main Street <laughs> <laughs> downtown. Oh, we're so close, but so far away. <laughs> It was so much fun. I wish we would have stayed, but I'm, I'm glad we left because I didn't. I didn't want a King Diamond and, and Justice for All and all the other stuff they played. You know, I want to be surprised. 
Yeah, you got Merciful Fate medley. Merciful Fate, yeah. That was Dude, great. That's solid. And King lived in Frisco. So he lived in that little city at the time. There was less than 100,000 people that lived there. Uh, and he was one of them. And people would say, you know, he'd be jogging throughout the street and no one knew who he was. Not in his makeup, so no one knew who he was. So. Right. Yeah, when he's not screeching at the top of his lungs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff, we got one more song. Right. And I have a feeling that you're going to dig this one. Okay. You're nothing saying nothing. Dyer's Eve. There we go. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you said that Justice was your favorite album, I was like, ooh, he's going to like the last song on tonight's Long yes. Man's Lyric. That, uh, this section of Low Man's Lyric is dedicated to you, Kristen, in Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Fort Collins. My son goes there to get an earring filter. So we got to go to Fort Collins every year for him to get this ear filter uh redone it helps kind of it's auditory and processing disorder and it helps balance everything out so it filters in all the sounds if he takes it out everything's really? too loud oh, and he wow. can't filter everything in so fort collins colorado is the only place in the country that Dude. has this uh it's called able kids foundation and uh it's been night and day for him so it's like he used a- to say my ears blink because he'd hear his heartbeat he said, my ears blink my ears blink because his heartbeat he could his ears were so sensitive wow so this kind of filters it all out and so we go to fort oh. collins and we went there uh in july and uh my father-in-law has a place in carbondale uh about 30 minutes outside of aspen and we're driving and uh we made a stop in idaho springs and there's a buffalo burger place i love one of the best hamburgers i ever had I love buffalo burger and uh so as i'm walking in there uh there's this older gentleman in a white t-shirt some jeans He's got certain tattoos on his arm. Wait, oh, and boy. In, and you're in Colorado. We're all masked up. And, uh, you know, it, this is you hadn't seen him since that uh, that car show. And you saw how much weight he lost from S&M. And, you know, he didn't have the big old Fu Manchu and the long hair. You know, he cut it all off. Uh, but they were eating outside and it started raining. And uh, I was just going to make sure we had a dog with us. I was going to make sure they allowed dogs, which unfortunately they didn't. But uh, when we were walking in, we, we brushed arms. We looked at each other. He had a bandana on. I saw his eyes, and I was like, "Wow!" I looked at his arms. And I'm like, I, thought I had a freaking panic attack. <laughs> and he goes in there, and he brings his food in there. And he's with two older guys that you wouldn't think in a million years Hetfield would hang out with. Sure. Because they're gray as can be. You know, they, they look nothing like metal guys, and they're probably just his hunting buddies. Sure. Uh, but he, did the, he did his mask down, and I, I had a blue mask on, and uh, uh cowboy shirt and he kind of looked over me and kind of smiled and i kind of just bolted out of there it's cool to see him out of their element when you're not expecting it it's like oh shit mm-hmm. what's up dude like what are the chances yeah that's when i no, saw him in the middle of middle of nowhere in uh denmark on an off day did you really yeah walking down the street and <laughs> i have to thank my ex-wife because i did not see him we're walking opposite ways, kind of like in this, oh, like kind of little market area. And he's with his, <clears throat> excuse me, he's with his assistant. It's just the two of them. And my ex is like, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, what? And she looks over and I'm like, he's, it was cold. He's wearing like a uh, biker jacket that was all zipped up, but you could see the the neck tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were there. That was the 
2012 when they were playing the Black Elements entirety in Europe. Okay. Like when they remember when they played at the prison in Horsens. Mm-hmm. That's a weird. Yeah, I didn't know in Denmark if it was those five shows in a row that they did the fan can or the DVDs of. This was after this. This was a summer okay. Black Elements in entirety, but Horsens was a three hours away. Obviously, they were staying in Copenhagen, but we weren't there to you know try to see them. We were just kind of doing the touristy thing. We'd never been to Denmark before, and she's like, "Hey, look over there!" And I was like, "Holy shit!" When you're not expecting it, it's like there he is. <laughs> Did and, you approach him or anything? And it was really cool. It's funny when I was at the Fillmore, we met a couple that live in uh, Stockholm, so they were kind of being our tour guides around Denmark. So I've met them three or four times, even before I saw them in the street, but they haven't. So I thought, well, I'm going to go roll the dice and see if he's going to be cool and say hi to this couple from Stockholm. And he was awesome. We chatted for 10, 15 minutes in the street. I said, hey, I don't want to bring any attention to you, but mind if you say hi to some good friends of mine? He goes, oh, yeah, no problem. And where are you from? Over from Stockholm. Where are you from? At the time, I was in Minneapolis, and he's kind of like, what the hell are you doing over here? <laughs> like, <laughs> seeing you tomorrow, dude, because I want to hear the struggle within live, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but more than gracious with his time, that was 2012, and yeah, just in the middle of the street, a good 10 minutes, and it was awesome. Wow. Not to uh, burst your balloon, Jeff, of your restaurant gig, but uh, it was awesome. Now, when I met him, he wasn't. As nice. He had laryngitis that night at Little Rock, and uh, I think he had a little too much medicine. He was very kind of mellowed out. Sure. And he was he was in a kind of bust-your-balls mood. So I think I was one of the first guys he came to, and I had all this stuff written out on my notes on the iPhone of, you know, talking three different topics I want to talk about, but the first one I want to talk about was his tattoos. Mm-hmm. I was like, how did you make it through the 80s and almost all the 90s without tattoos? And now, you know, you got all the tattoos. He goes, I didn't have any money <laughs> and everybody in the room just busts out laughing. And it's like, you had a lot of money because I was after the black album and everything. And uh, <laughs> I didn't really know what to say after that. And I was just like, oops. I was like, Oh, okay. Next question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Conversation. And then, you know, he, he signed my stuff and he signed it. I got the death magnetic album. And I was like, he put two Jeff on there and he made some kind of joke on there and everybody started laughing. Why do you want that in there? You're just going to devalue it. So you can't sell it or something. Like, oh, no, I want it personalized. I want it made out to me, man. Big deal. Yeah. But uh, meeting the other, meeting Lars was amazing because I played tennis growing up. And I mean, he talked to me a good 10 minutes. And even when he went to talk to somebody else, he, he, he'd talk. And uh, I'm on the uh, Met on Tour video for Little Rock in 08. And I talked to Rob and uh, it opens up the video. So it was really cool to be on one of those videos. And I was asking him what they do on the days off. And he goes, well, you know. We all spread out, and this guy goes here, this guy goes there. And I was in New Orleans. It just partied in New Orleans every night. Hell yeah! So I guess that's where he was based out, and that's like I figured out where they, you know, camp out to sure. stay at those different uh, cities, and they just fly out in the little private jets and go to the gig and go back to where their camp is. All in a day's work. Yep. Well, speaking of busting balls, uh, Winslow, you ready to get into the I Disappear Desert? Yes, I am. All right, Mr. Little, your top five songs, if you are camped out, there's not really a desert in uh, New Orleans or Little Rock. How about uh, Lubbock, Abilene, El Paso? There's more desert out there, isn't there? Oh, yeah. You find yourself out to the middle of nowhere. (laughs) 
Let's say you're just in uh, the great western part of Texas in the desert, stranded for a very long time. Five songs, I disappear for the rest of your life. What do you got? Well, start off at number five. I go with my son's favorite song because my son would have to be with me. That would be Halo on Fire. Nice. I'm going to do album version. I might even have the video so I get to see you behind (laughs) Lars with that t-shirt with you and Jeff on it. Hey, hey. (laughs) Technically, Jeff Winslow's in the video because he's on the shirt I was wearing. There you go. My proxy. Hey. (laughs) It was cool going to those stadium tour shows, and every time they played that song, you were up on those big Jumbotron screens because they had the video going on in the background quite the experience for those of you that don't know if you see the guy behind Lars's kit Halo on Fire that's that's yours truly you'll see some good air drumming too and 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 don't forget my face is on that t-shirt <laughs> Jeff is on my left breast so if you can see that in the video there he is you're actually when we saw him in San Diego when we met uh, not Cliff his dad Ray Burton you were wearing that same shirt I remember that Oh, we've been time. at a lot of shows together, man. I don't even think we've, yeah. we, we've known it. Well, you're always in the snake pit or in the sound booth with Ray. I'm getting spoiled. We haven't seen one where we were watching it side by side. We saw Damage Inc. side by side the night before. There you That's, go. That show. There you go. So that was fun. And uh, you, you had the hardwired experience, didn't you? In San Diego, I did, yes. Because we met up with... Gillies and Shaney yep. and a group of other people, I guess, at Hard Rock before, but yep. you couldn't come because you were doing the experience, which is awesome. I was a little busy. The thing that I was disappointed in when they started playing Halo in the arenas, they stopped showing the video on the cubes. Yeah. It was, they were just putting up kind of circles and colors and designs of like woodwork during the song. And I was like, oh, where'd the video go? So do you like the SNM2 version of Halo or the album version better? I got to go with the album. I do too. I do too. Great uh, addition. What am I trying to say? Great version of it at SNM2, but album version. Halo's starting to get into my top 10 of all time. That, that song keeps growing and growing on me. It does. I love it, the way he plays it live. And when they started out kind of slow. And that little goes, doodle. Obey, obey. And just the, his voice, how he changes it in there. It's. It's fantastic. But speaking of S&M, I got, I'll, let me go to with number four. I'm going to go with No Leaf Clover, but the 99 version. 99? Uh, there you the go. The S&M 2 version. And the reasoning for that is uh, on Andy's show, you were telling me, you were telling everybody how Lars keeps time in that <laughs> little gap. And that ruined it for me. With the hi-hat click? The hi-hat click. And that ruined it for me. I got to have that pause. Jeff, you remember what I was talking about? Oh, yeah. Yep. It's all clean, and it's just rhythm guitar. It's like there's no reason to be keeping time on that hi-hat. Even live, studio, anytime. There's no reason for that. Was that a one take? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't know if they pieced together both nights from that, but... I'm, I'm assuming they chose the better night of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when he, as soon as I heard him keeping time, I was like, you could have. He's like, I'm out. And I was just like, <laughs> one, you could have not done that. And two, you could have easily edited 
delete that out. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff, I need a good Torben delete that sample now. Oh, we can make that happen. I would say delete that. <laughs> Halo and Clover. Dude, I I can't wait to hear what your top three are now. That's, that's quite a start. So I'm going to change things up a little bit. We've discussed this song already. Y'all have played it before. Kill Ride Medley. Oh, wow. Nice. Jeff, what do you think so, of that? The Cunning Stunts version of it. Because I've seen it twice. They played it in 94, I guess, at the second time I saw them. But the Kill Ride Medley from Cunning Stunts and the one y'all played such perfectly at Trees. <laughs> we definitely have never had anyone pick that. No. That'll be a first. And, and I want to know top three. Yes, and I want to know Jeff Winslow's favorite part of the Kill Ride medley. Oh, we all know it's the halftime four horsemen chugging riff. The I love that part. <laughs> I knew you were going to sing it. I love it. Love it. I like this, Mr. Little. This is this is great. So I'm going to copy that to number two and go Justice Medley. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Holy shit, it's he, a medley desert. He wants a whole bunch of songs. I don't know. Yes, is, I do. Is he breaking the rules here? I think he found a loophole to get more <laughs> songs into the five-song desert. Well, he's picked two songs in the desert that are going to last about 25 minutes. All rules went out the door when y'all allowed Master Terium. I was going to pick that as one, but... Uh, What's wrong with Master Terium? No, it's great. It's great. Oh, that doesn't mean uh, the door was open then. There's only one song for number one, and that's your band name. One. I like it. So I, I, that I like started, that. That's what addicted me to Metallica, and you know, I took like one it. to the Black Album, then the whole back catalog. I'm just glad you didn't and, pick uh, Enter the Sandman. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is a strong desert list. Halo on Fire album version. Clover from 99. Kill Ride Medley. Justice Medley. And number one, we have one. Number one is one. <laughs> O-N-E. <laughs> You know, he That's got solid, Mr. Little. He ended up getting like the whole Justice album in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's like think I, about it. I thought of that. I almost did black in 2020. Uh, oh, whitened? <laughs> yes, whitened. But uh, when I saw the All Within My Hand show, I played with James acoustic, acoustic guitar. I wasn't on the board at that time, I don't think. But I played the whole song with him. And I think that completed that song for me. It's like I just played a song with Metallica. That so I got a little, little cheapo two hundred dollar travel guitar. That was easy to kind of. Oh, I like those. Play around with. So. Hell yeah, those things are great. Are you familiar? We haven't done this much, but after your top five in the desert, we have one thing called the song that should not be. Don't worry. Just one more question. Just putting you on the spot. That's all right. <laughs> one more interview question before Shane we wrap this up, Mr. This Little. Answer very well. I don't know when it. We go to shows when I just kind of have to. It, this needs to be called the piss song. Everybody's gonna have a piss song. So there's always got to be a song. On That's the what set I call the beer garden like, song. That's my piss song. Beer garden song. The song that should not be. I can't wait to hear this because I. 
it doesn't ring a bell with me of what this could be. I, what do you got? So, you know, load came out and until it sleeps, it's like, yeah. but then, you know, I like King nothing. It's like inner Sandman too. And other stuff on there I could handle. But then when reload came out, the first single I can remember here in 97.1, the Eagle. And it came out and I heard that. I'm like, I'm done. What? I can't. I can't do it. Doesn't, memory remains. Doesn't like memory. My pit song. I cannot stand it. And even at SNM too. I bought two T-shirts. Went to use the restroom. I didn't really drink too much <laughs> of that show. Got something to eat. And I hear the whole crowd humming around forever. Dude, it was I'm amazing. Like, keep humming. Keep humming. I need to use the restroom. So uh, I want to make sure I see the next song, which could have been. I don't remember the next song. Next song was great. Might have been Confusion. I'm looking at my set list right here. It is. It was Confusion. Yeah, which was great. It didn't sound that great live where I was sitting. I was in the first section, so it kind of sounded a little bit like a train wreck. But on the album, it took them a year to mix it, 10 months to mix it. Confusion on, on the, the album, uh, it sounds fantastic. Record is great. But going back to Memory Remains, you sure you don't have a secret crush on Marianne Faithful? I mean, that's no man, dude, iconic song. I can't believe that. I'm, I'm, what mean- they fly to London and got her drunk? <laughs> Sit here, <laughs> sing this. And that's what it sounds like. I, I'm with you on. I'm kind of with you on that one. I don't dislike memory, but I can take it or leave it. It's not a song that I feel. I don't know. Again, it's a Jeff thing. You guys are Saint Anger Bros, <laughs> and now you're fucking anti Marianne Bros. Hey, I don't dislike the song like he does. I wouldn't go piss during that. I'd go piss during Enter Sandman. But I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like I said, kind of with him on that. Interesting. I'm glad we asked the question because that's I I didn't see that coming. If you would have said until it sleeps, I would have fucking deleted this episode five minutes no. ago. No. Oh yeah, you can't say sleep. Sleeps is it's a great different. song. <laughs> when he brought up load and sleeps, I went, Oh, oh boy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This episode might be on the cutting room floor pretty soon. They don't play that much anymore. No. They play Fuel and Memory all the time. Every show. Because they don't Fuel have anyone to do the play. harmonies on the chorus now. They can't have Rob do it. I mean, he's... No, you're right. What are you talking about? Sleeps? Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't sound right with just James singing it. Last time I saw Sleeps was in Kansas City in Death Magnetic Era. It was different. Right. <laughs> Very different. So how many shows have you seen, Shane? Did you do your iPalm? I haven't. I need to get on iPalm, uh, which stands for Insanity Palace of the Mighty Metallica. I need to add them up. Because well, we first met you around 70, I recall. That but shoot, I've seen 20 about... shows since then, so I'm sure you've seen as many or more. That sounds right when we met. I The majority of mine came from St. Anger Tour and uh, World Wired. St. Anger. I pumped out a lot during that that was a great tour because you would never know the set list they mix it up and that's funny so when the set list started tires the, even yeah that's when the set list was starting battery to a lot. sometimes yep winslow yeah. i think from now on when we play memory remains it's just gonna say marianne loves mr little loves little <laughs> speaking of set list uh we have some news jeff yes we, as in Jeff and I, if if the listeners are still listening to us after an hour and 25 minutes, Jeff and I play in a uh, 
Metallica trivia band called One, the only tribute to Metallica. We usually play 40 to 50 shows a year. This year, because 2020 is so special, we've played two shows, but we have late breaking news. December 31st, New Year's Eve, we are playing live in the great city of Green Bay, Wisconsin at the distillery. I've never been to Green Bay. I would love to go to that. Well, you better book your ticket, man. I've got that. I'll save you a ticket. Oh, a lot, of, get... lot of history there. Little with the uh, yeah. Packers Stadium is literally two blocks away from the venue we play. The venue is called wow. the Distillery. We're going to play Memory Remains. We might, even, we might even dedicate it to you. I got to pee during your show, too. So everybody's got to pee. So it's going to say, Marianne loves Little, <laughs> loves Green Bay. That's what's going to be on the set list. And we're going to actually post that. You're going to see the shit. I promise you. Awesome. If it, if it's his peace song, we got to make sure, Shane, that we just open with Memory Remain until he has to listen to it. I hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold. <laughs> Man, it's been so long since I heard it. I might actually sit through it. It's been forever since they've seen a show with it. So You, you can come up and sing that, that Marianne part. You, you can, can just be Marianne on the fifth mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like she did at Fillmore and she didn't know what the hell she was doing. How long did it take y'all to do that cunning stunt show at trees? Cause y'all were spot on everything that was said, all the banter y'all did everything. Perfectly. We all did it individually. We didn't, we didn't, we never really, rehearsed that. We didn't rehearse any of that wow. show. We literally all just kind of did quote unquote, our homework for our section of the show. And we all know it well enough to where it all just, it was like putting a puzzle together. All that we, we got to, well, we were already out on the road. We were out on, I think we were doing a small tour at the time, but by the time we got to that show, it was just a matter of just putting all the pieces together and making it happen. And it, I think we ran through a couple of the songs, maybe during sound check. But other than that, it was like a couple of days leading up to it at other shows. We'd sound check like kill ride medley and right. hero and, um, um, sleeps, I think. Motor breath, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, sleeps. Songs stuff that we you don't, don't play, play all. bitch stuff like that. And um, <laughs> the hardest part was getting that mannequin to fall on cue from the lighting truss. Getting then, up to the truss because <laughs> that mannequin was heavy as fuck. Heavy. I remember the mannequin destruction thing, and then. Getting the timing right for the four light bulbs to get pulled down where we played <laughs> evil and motor and, and swing them on a chain. Swinging on them. <laughs> the production was a lot more work than it was playing those songs because, I mean, we've played those songs too many times to count. We probably spent most of that day with the Trees crew and uh, our people that we had with us yeah. putting everything together for it. That was great. That was a great show. We'll Plus, we didn't open with hopefully. Ecstasy of Gold. We opened with Bad Seed. <laughs> yeah, write that down. <laughs> that was so weird. It was so weird. I was like, all right, let's go. Oh, wait. It, I don't have a few minutes before we <laughs> And then it goes into, so what? So fucking what? That's when we walked from the back, so we walked through the crowd like they did. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> did come walking through the crowd. That's right. <laughs> Oh, all the little details are fun to pull off. Oh, yeah. Well, Mr. Little, we've had fun, man. Thanks again for joining us. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That was a quick hour and a half. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That's when we're talking all the things we love, man. Oh, yeah. 
Well, let's keep in touch there, Mr. Little. Will do. Thank you very much. Thanks again for driving the show on and podcast for all, and uh, we will see you soon, Duder. Have a good one, man. You too. Thanks. Later. Bye. Darkness is visiting me.